0: everyone and welcome to the high ground podcast i am excited because today we are talking all about mandalore and mandalorians and i brought in the experts the heavy hitters um i they haven't been my favorite thing and i'm hoping to get sucked in and just like i know all of you guys will be and we're going to be talking about that right now on uh on the high ground podcast All right, hello everyone and welcome. Um, this is, this feels weird. I'm normally over here, so I'm gonna, so I'm gonna switch that back. Um, also, we have uh, Jas just joining us really quick. So let me add, add them in here. Hello, how's it going? good, how are
1: you? All I- right,
0: fantastic. Yep, so we're just getting started. We're just popping in live. Um, we have some awesome people already in the chat. Shout out to Escape Reality Films, St. Pat, Bruce Greatstorm, Normies to Nerds, Star Wars Lawyer, and Libo One Kenobi. Uh, as well as Nate Wardrip or Officer Dad Gaming. Um, yep, hope everyone's doing awesome and excited to come in here and talk Mandalore. So I want to start out with uh, just finding out more about you. I want to ask, who are you? Where can we find your amazing content? And... What Star Wars family or found family would you want to be part of? And I will go to uh, Chandler first.
2: All right. Yeah. My name is Chandler Inglehart, also known as Baldy Wan Kenobi. Um, you can find me on TikTok pretty pretty much. That's, that's it. Everyone else here has some uh, pretty expansive platforms. But me, it's TikTok and occasionally Instagram, especially if y'all want to reach me in the DMs. Instagram is definitely a better place to do that, to have a conversation. But... My found family would have to be Hera and Kanan and the Rebels group. I just they are in my opinion probably the most wholesome and non-toxic Star Wars family out there and it just Hera and Kanan are just the cutest. I love them both so much and their dynamic with the rest of the gro- the Ghost crew is just that would be the most fun family to be a part of. Will I die? Probably. My lack of coordination would adhere to that in star wars no matter where i ended up but i think i think that would be the most fun for me Uh,
0: yeah i think uh, a lot of us overestimate our own abilities i feel like i would die instantly if i was in star wars Um, (laughs) uh, how about you shimmy
3: Hi, uh, I'm Shimmy Wookiee, you can call me Shimmy, Uh, you can find me all over the place, Uh, I'm on TikTok, I'm on Instagram, I'm on Twitter, and I'm also on Twitch, I stream uh, a good amount, Uh, not always Star Wars stuff, I do a bunch of other stuff too, but you may recognize me from my TikTok series Deep Lore, where I talk about Star Wars lore um and i guess my preferred star wars family would probably be the shawns i think that they would be really fun to be related to i think that they're all very powerful people
0: even theron i have mixed feelings about it, about theron I, but... I
3: think i think it would be interesting
0: okay okay i'll allow it
4: uh we have uh pj yes um I am PJ, the Mandalorian historian. I just make videos on TikTok talking about Mandalorian lore. Um, if I could join any family in Star Wars, any group, it'd have to be Grogu, uh, Din, Boba, that whole clique right now. They seem to be having a lot of fun, and I'd like to take part in that. They, they do. Again, frout with peril. <laughs> That's what but, the best uh, card is for, though.
0: That's true and how about you just
1: um well you can find me on tiktok that's basically the only place i'm really active on um and as far as found family well the creases don't really count as a found family but i want to be a part of clan crease i like the drama
0: <laughs> are we the drama um no that's a great choice and it, it's it's Full family slash found family. Both are, are acceptable. Um what side uh, are you are you leaning more towards Bo Katan or, or Satine?
1: More Satine. I just I love the New Mandalorians and uh, they're they're a mess, but I love them.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's the fun part, right? <laughs> and uh yeah, everyone in the chat I see I see some some love for uh, being on part of uh, Din's family. It would be, I mean, he does seem to be a nice space space dad, you know. Grogu having Grogu as your little brother, who's also fifty, would be interesting. Uh, I can I can feel it. Also, thank you so much, uh, DePaul, for dropping some some love. I really, the channel always appreciates it. Thank you so much um, every time. See, got Nathan worship saying the Skirata clan as well. Okay, but uh, yeah, so why don't we, we jump into it? And again, this will be a conversation. I mean, I'm gonna ask everyone to kind of um, you know, tell us where your love for Star Wars and stuff comes from, but uh, I call on people to get started, but I'll have you guys uh, kind of roll with it from there. So I'll go to Shami first where does your love from star wars come from and let's roll in the next question as well top three star wars films
3: okay so i've been a star wars fan for a good chunk of my life Uh, i was heavily instilled in me by my my dad mostly um what was a big original trilogy fan so those were always around the house anytime they were on tv we'd be watching them um We've watched, I think, we we wore through a DVD set of the original trilogy. Um, I still will never forgive my brother for vomiting on Return of the Jedi, which brings me into my top three. Uh, top three would probably be uh, Rogue One, number one, uh, Return of the Jedi. And then the third spot is tricky. I like, I want to say Force Awakens because I saw it like five times in theaters and it was such a wonderful experience to be able to see a Star Wars film in a theater. But also solo was really good. So, and a new hope's a classic. That, that's <laughs> tricky.
0: That's fair. I'll, I'll allow it. I also keep you in mind for my future solo panel because uh, we, we, we need we, we need more Kira. solo love out there. Yeah. Kira
3: is my favorite Star Wars girl. Also, <laughs>
0: <laughs> awesome. um,
4: yeah. How about you, PJ? Well, uh, let's say. I used to watch a lot of the sci-fi channel when I was a kid, and um, that's pretty much how I discovered the movies. No one in my household was really a big Star Wars fan or anything, so just watching sci-fi channel. They'd pop up on there, old reruns on cable TV. Eventually got a copy of the VHSs and started watching them, and just like the mandalorians boba fett don't know why the guy with no armor or no lines hardly just standing there is the one i fascinated on, and it just led me down this path my favorite movies i like would have to be empire strikes back first time i got to see boba fett on screen and then after that i'd say attack of the clones we get to see jango and then probably revenge of the sith it's my favorite of the prequels nice okay uh,
0: Attack of the Clones, love. I always, always respect it. I, I'm, I fully feel like, if Attack of the Clones is your favorite, then you're just a cool person in general, because, you know, you have you have the fortitude. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, it was
4: interesting because when when you had, when you had the Phantom Menace came out, like it was a really big shock for a lot of people. I mean, personally, seen it in theaters, and I, I walked out. I wouldn't say disappointed. It just wasn't what I expected. And then I think when Attack of the Clones dropped, it just kicked it up to a gear. And I was like, all right, all this makes sense. And everyone kind of got on board. So it's why it's my favorite. No.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and hello and goodbye, Julie Christine. You have a wonderful evening. Uh, Element7 says, oh, what a diverse group of rankings. And that's what I love. Whenever I hear people with like wildly different rankings and what I'm used to or familiar with, I'm always it makes me m- want to talk to them more to find out what parts of things that they love, you know, it's not a, uh, check it to see if it's the correct rankings, you know, or just matching mine. Uh, how about you dressed?
1: Um, well, my all time favorite would probably have to be, uh, the rise of Skywalker because I saw it in gave with my dad and he, it's the only one he liked. Um, as for what got me into star Wars, my mom, she saw the she saw new hope in theaters when she was in elementary school and she ensured that i grew up with star wars Um,
0: wise wise person yeah
1: (laughs) she's a fandom elder (laughs) and uh so it's rise of skywalker solo and then attack of the clones is in there at number three
0: okay yeah we're keeping it going how about you uh Chandler?
2: Um, how I got into Star Wars, my dad went and saw the original Star Wars way, way back in the day. He saw New Hope when it came out. He went with his little brother, and um, they, they loved it. And so we always had the original trilogy growing up, and that's kind of how it got started. But my mom had us do a library reading log every summer. And so I was like, this has Star Wars written on the cover. I like Star Wars, so that's how I got into reading a bunch of legends, and I just if i had to read 40 hours of something might as well be star wars and so me and my siblings just ate through the star wars section in our library and it was it was a blast and um honestly for ranking it's kind of like having to pick my favorite children but um i'd probably have to say rogue one is number one just because it's a great film even apart from being a good star wars film it's a great just film like there's no Attack of the Clones dialogue. I love Attack of the Clones, but it took away a lot of the weaknesses that some Star Wars films had. And even though nostalgia puts others above it, just as far as a good, good movie, it's just, I love Rogue One. And the Darth Vader scene at the end, it's fan service, but it's so good. And then um, going from there, probably Revenge of the Sith, just because that was the first one I saw in theaters. That was like eight and i went with my dad and it was the whole family went it was a blast just because and it was huge because that was the first one of the first movies i'd seen in theaters ever i saw lord of the rings and that and those were the first movies that i actually saw in theaters and so that was that was huge for me and then finally probably episode four because you know it's the beginning it's the start i know that's not quite everyone's favorite usually from the original trilogy but it's got to start somewhere, and I thought it was a pretty good <laughs> start.
0: Oh, that's awesome! I I, I love your, your first movies you ever see in theater are, are Star Wars and Lord of the Rings. Like you never
2: had a chance. Uh, yeah, and I, no, we, I, was we, <laughs> I was destined destined for nerddom. There was no chance.
0: <laughs> that's that's awesome. I have uh, Santiago Ringoku in here. Rots Return of the Jedi and A New Hope. That's awesome, and um. Bruce Grayson says loves the trust love we don't see it as often. Uh, Darth Man eighty six head cannon House Vizla and whole attacked Jedi Temple to reclaim the dark I can I can see that happening. I can see that happening. I can see uh, Shay needing that. Yeah. <laughs> well, all right. So this here's where we get conversational. I'll kind of let you guys jump in and this, just share your thoughts. Why are Manos so cool? What, what is it? It's a big question <laughs>
4: i'll 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 kick off um if you want to be a Jedi, you have to have the force. If you want to be a Sith, you have to have the force. If you want to be a Mandalorian, all you have to do is follow the creed. So it's the most approachable to me when I play or do anything star wars related it's just always what appealed to me because it doesn't matter what you are who you are as long as you accept their belief their honor system everybody's treated equal and anybody can join with no stipulations attached it's just always been a huge draw to it for me
3: Awesome. Also they look cool. I, I yeah. think I think yeah. we we have to arm, we have to yeah. go back to the, the armor, the helmets, like going all the way back to like the first time we saw a Mandalorian. I'm gonna get some hate pay- the holiday special. <laughs> 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 He's always been super cool. Like it's it's the aesthetics of it. And then they've been able to build in that background of this rich culture with traditions and language and religion and history that has really built it up into one of the strongest parts of the canon.
2: I I definitely agree. They've, They've built so much off of so little, like obviously they were put in there originally, but then the amount that the nerds just swarmed over this one character with a cool hat and three lines and built not just one religion, but sets of religion, different cultures, different planets that they'd invaded. Thousands of years of history because the guy had a cool hat. <laughs> that, that's just, that's what kicks it off for me. It's just, it's so unnecessary. And yet they're like, I choose this one. This hat is the one that's going to kick off a thousand nerds on their journeys. And it's, it's still going.
1: It's fitting for Mandalorian dramatics. I think it's also like the um, different amount of stories that you can tell with like the exact same thing. It's like you can tell religious stories, you can tell a love story,
0: you can tell a war story, just all this different stuff. Yeah. Can y'all hear me? Yeah. Oh, oh, yes, yeah. yes. 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 No, I'm, I was just like letting it wash over me. No. <laughs> um, Darth Man eighty six says it's the American dream. Weapons are part of our religion.
4: I can. Um, it, I can agree.
1: I can agree. <laughs> Who doesn't want a flamethrower? Exactly. This is
4: jetpack. This is Jetpacks. true.
1: Or you can be extra like Paz
0: and have a plasma thrower. Yeah.
2: <laughs> because you, that's the best part about the Mandalorians. They do things because they can. And for no <laughs> other reason, they're like, I want a jet pack. I'm gonna make a jet pack. And then you see them three scenes later, I have a jet pack. And it's just, they do not care. If it's illegal, so what? You know, Multiple throw a rifle on your back. No yeah, it's <laughs> fantastic. Din starts out, I want a jet pack, him the next season. I got a jetpack.
0: I in I, the for, so for me it was the jetpack. Like growing up, like I loved the Rocketeer. I remember nothing about that film, and I've I haven't gone back and rewatched it. So last time I saw it was like within a year of it coming out. But I loved it because jetpacks were just the coolest thing ever. Uh, so yeah, that's that's my th- and I think because. Uh, George Lucas knew what he had when he created the, the costume. He's like, oh, this, this is sick. Like, we see that, that first white, you know, all white prototype and he was already playing and stuff because he's like, he, he, he knew. He knew. Um, but I also love how the community is where if there is no information, people will create stories and yeah, I think that is one of the strengths of the Star Wars community. Um,
3: I feel like there's been Mando Seas as long as there's been Jedi and Sith Seas just because people want to be that cool person in the helmet. And anyone could wear a helmet. So it's 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 a very diverse and accepting corner of the fandom.
4: And see, to add on to that, like I'm I'm a big Halo fan and I liked Halo because when you first played Halo you had a character you didn't really know, really badass armor, and you had to fill in the story for yourself. And I think Halo has learned a lot from just seeing how the community was with Boba Fett. So in the original Halo games, that was always a big deal. No one knew what Master Chief looked like. He was all in your imagination. And when we first seen Boba Fett, we, we had no idea what he really looked like or anything. And you just fill in a lot of blanks with your own head. It makes for good nerd fun. Yeah, and I'm glad, uh, and I'm glad
0: he didn't take off the helmet because yeah. I don't know. Just the, the behind the scenes <laughs> with it with without the helmet just you look awkward. Like oh, that's like, you know, it's like my friend's dad. <laughs> it was decidedly less badass. Uh, so, um, we're talking about what makes me cool. I'm I'm curious what. You know you mentioned as long as they they follow the creed there is a lot of um what exactly makes someone a mandalorian
1: they say they are that's kind of all it really is to
2: it i agree because and- um, yeah there's 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 obviously a lot of very very conflicting mandalorian ideas everything from sateen all the way to Death Watch, and a lot more in between. And they're all Mandalorians because that's what they ascribe to. It. They're like, "Hey, I'm a Mandalorian. I'm part of this." And it doesn't matter. And even though they're like, "Oh, they're not real Mandalorians. We're the true, the true Mandalorians," and all that stuff, they they all are Mandalorians because that's what they all claim to want to protect, and that's what they're going for. They they say they are. I
0: think that Jazz put that really well it's because you are <laughs> <laughs> people can have differing ideas of how they want to protect the same thing but still love it all the same and you know i think that's also partially represents the star wars community as a whole um Wardrop wardrobe says for me uh, it's the it's a family bond willing to go into harm's way to protect your family hits a chord with me as a father and husband i'll do anything
4: to keep them safe um i i can agree with that as a father myself yeah it's part of the appeal it's the family connection and when you get into what it is to be a mandalorian like currently in canon we don't really know we've seen multiple opinions on what it is to be a mandalorian and i think mandalorian season three will finally get some of those answers but if you look into legends it's very simple it was be a family protect your tribe protect each other And then it was just, I I don't know off the top of my head, but that's pretty much the basis of it. And from there it grew, just, you are a Mandalorian. Anyone else is a Mandalorian, you take care of, you fight together, you die together basically. And it's Mm -hmm. real appealing to a lot of people.
1: It's that sense of like building your own family. I I really identify with that, you know, had to build my own. And so it, it strikes a chord in me because of that. Yeah like no. sociologically it's, it's a very
3: common trope through media of all types not just sci-fi not just star wars of that found family of that you know tribalism and finding a group to defend and protect while staying safe
0: yeah i mean they, they kind of take the the found family trope but turn it into like an actual structured family unit um which I think is is really cool, uh, but yeah, we already started, you know, to get into the Mandalorians in Legends a, a bit. Um, now, I've read a crap ton of Legends, but the Mandalorians were not my my cup of tea. So there's I have I do have some blind spots and blank spots that I want to hear about. I want some reading recommendations. Um, you know, favorite characters like what what in Legends really strikes a chord with you with uh, the mandalorians uh i will uh i'll go to chandler first all right um honestly
2: i i read the karen travis books and obviously she is nothing if not a little bit problematic but (laughs) i i loved her a lot of her characters though especially how the clones become adopted by their mandalorian sergeant that was one of my favorite things seeing the clones find a family seeing how she gave the clones personality way before the Clone Wars and all that came out and seeing all of them finding the home that they never would have gotten having a father they never would have gotten and who doesn't like a Mandalorian with a Beskar Velociraptor claw tied to his arm that's the freaking coolest thing you can get I absolutely <laughs> love Scarada. Wallen Vow is just this gruff old man with his weird Basset hound thing running around and of course Muriel, I just, there's so many characters in Legends and all of the, because I mean, one of my favorite things are Republic Commandos in, in Legends because I yeah. grew up with the game. And so having them be Mandalorians in Legends, just combining the two worlds of nerddom, that that for me was just all of them. Just all of the Republic Commandos that joined <laughs> up at the end and all of Clan Scarada And of course, you know, Arlafette and I know it's kind of controversial whether he is or isn't but I, Django Fat, like to me he is just because of the whole foundling thing that we've seen but I understand that there are a lot of obviously conflicting thoughts on that but just how the last thing we saw at least in Canon was that he was at least a foundling and then according to Legends his family all died and so he doesn't have a home to protect anymore and so now he's kind of a lost lone wanderer so just a simple man trying to make his way in the universe how he he may have started with that family lost it and then he ended up as the the bounty hunter that he then became seeing him kind of fall from having a family and seeing what that did to him and then trying to make a new family with boba maybe even possibly trying to go back to what he had before because he missed that family he missed that closeness and i think that i would really like to see like some definitive hey He's a Mandalorian, and until we get that, you know, I obviously can't say, oh yeah, he definitely was, but in my heart of hearts, I'm holding it, close.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, we, we are focused on, on Legends for the time being, so Legends, absolutely, uh, for sure, um, and which actually brought about some of my favorite stuff with uh, with Boba as well, but um, yeah, uh, who who wants to go next?
3: I guess I can. Uh, So like you, I'm not a, I'm gonna say Mandalorian expert. I prefer to view lore holistically as like a whole uh, picture, but most of my Mando lore that I'm familiar with and I really have enjoyed is um, related to the KOTOR series. And that, corner of Legends. The Kotors are some of my favorite video games of all times. I've streamed them, I've played them repeatedly, and the whole era of the Mandalorian Wars I think is absolutely fascinating, and the dynamic that they had with the Jedi, and how while standing for similar things, they were so at odds because of their, their dogma, because of the way that they wanted to interact with the world. And how similar they are but how how much they conflicted I think I think that's one of my favorite parts um about Mandalorian lore uh in particular with legends
0: yeah they they really do seem to be like almost a cross between sith and Jedi with how they view things you know uh just an, an, kind of an interesting matchup um how about you Jess what stories jump out to you?
1: Um, Jango Open Seasons, I read that when I was, like, I want to say in elementary school. I borrowed it from my older cousin. And, uh, Jaston Muriel always has been, always will be my favorite Mandalorian ever. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I like him because he's that interesting middle ground. Him and the True Mandalorians are that middle ground between, like, New Mandalorian progress and, like, the... Mandalorian tradition, it's not just completely getting rid of these other traditional things, it's changing the tradition slightly and bringing it into a new era so that everybody feels welcome. Because the new Mandalorians don't exactly feel welcoming to anyone who isn't exactly like them. And so it, it's the best of both worlds. And it's just the whole Civil War area era is incredibly fascinating politically. Because of just all the different factions and the way things split
0: up, it's. I love it. I love the Civil <laughs> War. Well, uh, would you mind, real quick, for anyone in in the chat um, who may not be up to date on it, at least the, the main three factions. One okay. second. Oh. <laughs> uh, how about how about you, PJ? Yeah. Sorry. <laughs>
1: sorry. I'm so sorry. Um, the factions. So, uh-huh. do you want me to or?
0: Yeah, yeah, go go ahead. I didn't know if how I wanted to be. So, also, love the Spider Gwen in the background. I'm just a huge Spider Gwen fan in general. Thank but you.
1: I love Spider Gwen. Um, uh-huh. it's the pink. I love the pink. Um, so in the Mandalorian Civil War, there is Death Watch, the true Mandalorians and the new Mandalorians. Death Watch was founded and led by Torvysla. We don't know how exactly he's related to Pree, but we know that they're related. Jask Muriel is the leader and founder of the True Mandalorians, and he wrote the Commando Codex, where Tor wrote the Death Watch Manifesto. And then the New Mandalorians are led by Satine's father, Duke Adenai Kreese. We don't really know much about him, actually, but it's mentioned in the manifesto that he's a warlord, interestingly enough. So Satine is the child of a warlord in Legends. And both Jask Muriel and Adenai end up being assassinated by Tor. Um, Django kills Tor, which somehow leads to both the Darksaber and Death Watch coming into belonging to pre. Satine inherits the throne, and then the True Mandalorians fall apart after Galadrien. Then it happens like it doesn't canon.
0: Yes. <laughs> awesome. No, I, I, I appreciate it. because uh, Yeah, I mean, we, we have a bunch of people in the chat, and not everyone may be as familiar. Uh, but yeah, how about you? Uh, how about you, PJ?
4: Um, I am a huge fan of the Knights of the Old Republic series. Um some of my favorite content in Star Wars. It's it's kind of the equivalent of what the prequels is for the Jedi. You see the Mandalorians raise a massive army. They get a little too cocky, and they pay the price for it. They they end up losing in the end, and it's interesting because you get to see what would what the mandalorians look like at their height of their power and like i got a baskless war droid i keep on my desk when i work because that's like if you like tech having a droid that you ride into battle you drop out from the atmosphere and you can claw into spaceships or just come in like a drop pod from space and land on the battlefield and you have a a beast with massive claws and can just throw people around is a pretty cool thing for a dude with a jetpack to ride. I mean, you already got a jetpack, and if you're going to step it up, the Baskless War Droids are the way to go. I mean, so you have the military aspect, you have the family aspect, and you have it as a clash. You have even then kicking off between the beliefs in the Mandalorian systems, the whole Neo Crusader movement was against what they seen happened with the Jedi and the Neo crusaders weren't initially accepted by everybody They had to do political maneuvering and pretty much take control and then they standardized the military. So it's a very, it's a very interesting tale. If you look at it and compare it to the prequels because you've seen the same stuff with the Jedi and while we got to see the fall of the Jedi in the movies, we haven't gotten to see the Mandalorian fall yet in Canon. Everything I'm talking about is Legends, and I'm really excited about the new Knights of the Old Republic game. I'm hoping that that actually fixes some of the stuff that would be an issue bringing that into canon and make it canon so at least we can have some type of form of that content because right now, besides the main story, we're just focusing on the Old Republic or the High Republic.
0: Yeah, I mean, and, and there are bits of the High Republic that refer to the Old Republic, and there's little, little nods to, like... Oh man, there's even some like, like in the Thrawn books, um, the Ascendant like, oh yeah, remember that whole big like Sith war and all that stuff? And you're like, you can't just drop things like that and not like expand, damn it. Well, you know? But
4: It's, it's the Mandalorian Jedi war now. It's yeah. no longer the Mandalorian Crusades. That is the canon name now. So I, I want to know more. Uh, I- I- yeah
3: bits and pieces In it's only a matter of time before we get all of it
0: exactly and i i kind of per- personally i love the way that it kind of is shaping up as someone that um that uh grew up with you know i was really into the behind the scenes stuff from like the clone wars and so you see some of the arcs and some of the things that they had to do to bring this this stuff and, and make it work. Like there was some, uh, you know, the whole Zygerian slaver arc was a comic arc, but they, they brought it in and made some changes. Um, they they did some sketchy stuff with Ahsoka in the comic version of that arc. I am, nope, hard pass. Um, but, but it's a... Uh, i I love i love being able to to marry some of this stuff together and seeing how the culture has developed in canon as well because the mandalorian cities structured everything being squared off and all the glass um it's just so cool with this kind of like industrial under you know feel to it uh yeah how, how do you guys what do you guys think of the mandalorians that we've gotten so far in canon i know we don't have nearly as much but we've gotten some awesome stuff via um, you know, the uh, Clone Wars and now the the Mandalorian. What do you guys think?
4: Well, I was a real big fan of the Republic Commando series, like Chandler had mentioned. I, I'm a huge fan because around the time Knights of the Republic come out, we also got Star Wars Republic Commando, which is probably one of my favorite first person shooters of all time. And we got the book tie-ins and everything. But sadly that all, it, got straight up removed from canon by the clone wars very early on. Like as soon as they started touching with Mandalorians, there was issues with Karen Travis and it appears those issues are have followed her around. I'm reading a news story called galaxy's edge. She was writing some backstory kind of like she did for star Wars for that story. And once again, creative differences, she's no longer part of the team. So a lot of people like that content. They were upset that it got removed, but that kind of, set the expectations wide open. So when sequels change things, it just set me up to where I don't care. When it comes to the new Mandalorians we see, I enjoy it. One of my favorite things to do is since I know so much about Mandalorian lore is to find the connections because we've heard Dave say, talking about the Clone Wars, that when he views the Mandalorians, it's the old content that we grew up with and loved that he wants to pull forward when it works. So I think we're starting to see bits of that show up and everything. And it's it's a fun thing to me. What are we bringing from the past into the future and how did we change it?
0: Yeah, I kind of like because when they were doing the the Mandalore arc on the Clone Wars, George was just going to steamroll through and Dave was like, hold on, hold on. Here's this mountainous stuff. We're going through this whole thing first, you know, and and I, I appreciate that. um Yeah, how about the how about the rest of you
2: I can put Jaster here now because he's officially canon. So I'm just going to throw him there <laughs> now. That, thanks to that one guy who could speak Mandalorian, who translated a random gauntlet, we now have him as officially canon, and that. That's why I love Dave Filoni so much. He didn't have to do that, but he did that for us because he knew that people would find out about it. And so, of course, they're just random written words just on some dude's glove caused one of the biggest stirs in Star Wars that I'd seen in a long time. And of course, I love Ursa Wren. She's probably one of my favorites from Rebels. And I love Fen Rao because he's so grounded. He's like, yep, we're all gonna die and it's probably gonna suck. And then he's like, yep, we died, we all suck. And I, I really hope he's still alive, but like, he was just always super realistic and Ursa and him were kind of the old guard. They acted a lot like how I imagined a lot of the characters from Legends would have if they existed at that time period. And we may still see them get pulled in at some point because Filoni's just like that sometimes but seeing them act, they reminded me of like, oh yeah, these are Mandalorians with the clans and the following. And then of course, rising up against the empire, it's like, wow, this is what the warrior clans of Mandalore really look like. Even though of course they failed horribly and all were wiped out, but that's not what matters. What matters is they did it in style because Mandalore.
0: (laughs) And that's one thing they do exceed in is Yes. Wiping things out in style, looking at you, Sabine Wren. Um, <laughs> very stylish, uh, and uh, you know, accidentally creating super weapons that also have a lot of flair as they are murking people. Um, <laughs> uh, how, how about you, dressed? Oh, I, I, I can't muted. hear you, Ren. Yeah, I think you're muted right now. Um, no. Yeah, I'm not picking up an audio signal from you anymore. But that's okay. We can we can come back to you. Um, if you need to hop out and hop back in, or oh, okay, it looks like your your internet connection is is actually pretty low right now. Um, but uh, how about you shimmy?
3: Uh yeah, um so I think one of my favorite parts of just Mandalorian's in general that's been brought into the lore recently has definitely been uh the the watch and the armor. I think she is the coolest mm-hmm. character I've I wanted to cosplay her, but I haven't had the funds to do that. Um I think she is such a neat character and such like a pure form of a Mandalorian in, in, a, in a canon setting, which is super cool, with her just ex- extremist. She's an extremist. She's an extremist. You, you can't deny that, but just extreme view of Mandalorian values and culture and how rigid that is. And also, I, I she knows more than she's letting on. I know it. I know she mm-hmm. knows more than she's letting on, and I cannot wait to see what she knows. Um, I think that we've got some really exciting things for sto- in store for her. I was so glad to see her again in Book of Boba. I thought maybe we'd never get to see her again after season one of Mando. Um, that was super exciting. Um, but I also am so glad that you mentioned uh, Ursa and Clan Wren because I think that they were one of the strongest parts of Rebels for me. I mean, it's a strong show overall, but seeing a active Mandalorian clan acting in the way that a lot of the Legends clans did. It was really satisfying and seeing how they operate compared to some of the other mandalorians we've gotten to see it was super cool
0: yeah the the, the several mandalorian arcs on rebels but specifically trials of the dark saber is just like beautiful top-notch um i love the the dark saber lore that we've been getting and i'm excited to dive more into that and um. Uh, oh, that yeah.
3: Reminds me. That reminds me of one of my. I don't know if it's in canon or legends anymore. Um, the origin of the Mandalorians and uh, Lady Shaw. Does anybody know about Lady Shaw?
0: I don't know about Lady Shaw. No, but the original speeches, uh species that the toad. the, the tongue. Tong. Tong.
3: Yeah, the tongue. Lady Shaw according to like a few panels in one of the vader comics was tong and started the culture of Vandalore. she was the master of momen if you know anything about momen ah uh, yeah wouldn't call that her will a be sit, interesting but she was definitely a dark side user
0: that uh, is something I am going to have to do some more looking into, because that sounds yeah. freaking awesome.
3: Is, it sounds like neat. a good Vincy? Lady, <laughs> yeah. Lady Shaw is badass, and we never get to see her face, but she wears a helmet that is vaguely Mandalorian, so it may be where that tradition originated.
0: Yeah. I like, uh, also, I just like Momin, because he's like, yeah, I don't want to rule a galaxy. I'm just going to be an evil architect, and you're like... <laughs>
3: He's one of my favorites, but that's like, right. an issue for another time.
0: <laughs> that's cool. But we've, we've had weird Sith before. I'm just, just going to be an evil businessman and take over, like, mining <laughs> operations. You're like, oh, that's alright. I mean, if that's evil what you use to use.
3: <laughs> the, the, the one true evil. Capitalism. Capitalism.
0: <laughs> okay. I believe that a Sith Lord is overseeing the DMV. Um, that's <laughs> and they're just like they're just sitting there like breathing in all, all the anger and hatred of everyone. They're like, Yeah, we can do this really quick, but we, we won't. Feeding. <laughs> awesome. Uh, how about you, uh Jass? I-, I believe we can hear you now.
1: Oh uh, yeah. Can you? Uh I'm sorry. I'm yeah. where I'm out of the loop now. What were we talking about?
0: <laughs> uh just your thoughts on um on you know the mandalorians in in canon uh that we've been getting and your thoughts on it
1: i love it all really (laughs) um so i very much grew up with like the clone wars and everything and i maintain my opinion that pacifist mandalorians are like the most brilliant thing to come out of canon because in legends the Resonare never directly calls for war and so i think it's like a really interesting angle to take it And the watch for getting like an insight into like Mandalorian religion, which I love. Right. Like I memorized the Mandalorian Pantheon, so it's really (laughs) right up my alley. And I just I love it all, both canon and legends. It's it's Mando's, you know, I can't hate it.
0: Awesome. Uh, So speaking of which, what, what are we predicting for for Mandalorian season three? Uh, I had a whole thoughts on a storyline and then like Book of Boba Fett came out and just took a big old dump on my my theories. So uh, I I need new theories. Do you guys have anything? Uh, I'm also just just to to drop a little, you know, uh, thing in the back of your mind. I'm also going to come back to everyone and ask for one piece of obscure um, Mando uh, trivia, if, if you guys can think of anything. But yeah. Any predictions for The Mandalorian season three? Like, as it stands right now, I'm loving watching Din come to grips with his faith and what it what it means and what it means to him. And uh you know, because he's, he's gotta follow his, his own path. And my favorite episode of The Mandalorian so far is uh the one where with him and Migs Mayfield in season two, where he's hmm. Mayfield is asking questions that he's never thought of. Is it that you can't take off the helmet or that no one can see your face? Like those aren't the same thing. And are you willing to compromise those things for your heart or whatnot? And now we have to see him kind of come to grips with this. So I'm excited to hear more of that. Uh, But yeah, what are you guys looking forward to for Man of Season 3?
2: I definitely think that we're going to Mandalore I am very confident especially with the setup where she's like oh yeah on Mandalore there's a secret well under the ground that you know you could the caves that you can go through and I think it's entirely possible that there may be a small group of kind of lost Mandalorians that are just kind of chilling down there after the destruction who had nowhere else to go the planet destroyed came back to their home to try to see what was left to see what they could salvage obviously not the first time Mandalore has been glass probably won't be the last and so i think that there might be a small group kind of waiting there that need leadership and i think that that might be a time where even though he is the most reluctant leader to ever exist which is why i love him so much i think he's somehow gonna stumble his way into leading an entire planet again somehow and so i i that's my prediction either that, i think he's gonna meet up with bo-katan obviously at some point i think she's gonna come and come back to mandalore as well and try to set up her deal and possibly counter him possibly join him but i'm expecting him to go back to mandalore and i see someone saying there's definitely going to be a mythosaur in there who knows we don't know a lot about the mythosaurs especially in canon so there is a small small chance that we'll either get to see the like the real bones of a mythosaur back on the home planet or something buried near the well as kind of a sacred kind of offering to it And i think that might be pretty cool too
0: yeah I, I was also kinda hoping to see a Mythosaur inside of like maybe a subterranean lake and it, and to have it um have kind of similar feels to The Dweller from Dark Disciple. Uh if you if you read that. You know, I, I don't know. I, I wanna see him ride one. That's just me though. Yeah, uh,
1: speaking of riding uh, giant ancient Mandalorian things, Besalisk war Wardroids one could possibly show up. And like, it'd speak volumes for Din's character development if he makes friends with a war droid. You know what I mean?
2: The war Ooh. droid.
1: The war droid, right? And like, I think in Legends, didn't they form like um, empathic bonds with their riders or something? And like, mm-hmm. he has Grogu. Well, Little... I think it'd be cool. Little... Uh, Sorry, my cat. <laughs> yeah,
4: yeah, That's that's kind of what I'm expecting um it seems like we're focusing on rebuilding mandalore seems to be a key theme that's going on and to rebuild mandalore right now it's pretty much destroyed it was already destroyed when we seen it in the clone wars and then the empire empire bombed it again after that so i don't think there's really going to be any mines there that they can go find anything they do find i think will be undiscovered because when den and was that told he had to go there he said they're all destroyed so i think there's potential there to be maybe a hidden mythosaur maybe a stockpile of knights of the old republic era weapons like basculist Warjoids, scatter blasters and i think it tie in nicely because people don't really tend to understand the importance of Tatooine on the hyper routes so mm-hmm. Boba Fett now controls that, and if he decides to ride or die with them, and at the end of Mandalorian season three, Boba Fett might not technically be considered a Mandalorian, but I'm pretty sure they consider their family after that battle, each other family. So he controls a hyperspace route. If the Mandalorians did find Beskar, they could easily start shipping it and rebuild Mandalore pretty quick with an influx of cash and credits. Reluctant uncle, kind of off to the side. <laughs> yep.
3: <laughs> I think that Season 3 is going to be based heavily around Din playing Pokemon Trainer and collecting the re- the remaining clans. I think he, he's gonna, <laughs> gonna catch them all and find representatives or dignitaries of whatever remaining sects of Mandalorians there are in the galaxy. So we've already got Clan Fett. I feel like He's, I mean, he's already got clan cries. He's going to probably interact with clan Wren one way or another because of already the tie-ins with Ahsoka and Sabine. Or um, yeah, Sabine. I think that we're going to get that, and I want to see if they'll possibly bring in some of the legends materials of the clans that Boba Fett's legends wife came from, where they were pretty much just Mandalorian shield maidens. I think that would be super cool. Um, and I think that he's going to have to do a bit of that before he gets to Mandalore. I also think Grogu's going to say a word like that. That, that is my big prediction <laughs> for season three is that he has been getting closer and closer to cohesive speech. I think we're going to get a word.
4: Dada, that's all I need.
1: Boeer or something like that.
4: <laughs> and <laughs> he's, gr- he's growing quick. Every yeah. time we see him, like you don't notice because he's so small, but if you compare it to the last season, He's about doubling in size almost every season. So, yeah, <laughs>
3: things he's making more noises. He's vocalizing. He's very competent.
4: He's time for the things. Time
0: I, for I, the teenage Drood aid, basically <laughs> I, I just appreciated um, watching Luke like making him float along because I always laugh just like because he walks so slowly, but he's always keeping up, and you're like. Like every time the camera pans away, he's like, Wah! you know, that's that's kind of how I how I picture it in my head. Um, no, that's that'll be awesome. All right, so th- there's one thing I I do want to see, and it's so I'm I'm the biggest Jaina Solo fan like out there, and um, in in the uh, Legacy of the Force when. When Jagged Fell shows up with Mandalorian crush gaunts and just whoops everyone's ass. <laughs> that was that was awesome. So I, I need something like that to happen. I, I, I need to see um I know people would get mad if, if it was Luke, but I wanna see him spar against a Jedi. I wanna see him maybe he runs into Quinlan Voss. <laughs> and uh, we we get to see you know one of these actual um mando versus first jedi fights um i think that would just be super cool and another thing i'm really hoping for more of is um i keep forgetting his name but you know John garlow uh is his character moff gideon yeah moff gideon because they spared moff gideon Moff Gideon knows a lot about what happened previously and why, you know, the true reason of why the Empire was on Mandalore. And uh, he knows a lot about them because he studied everything about their culture. And I think he would be a really interesting person to keep in the mix and have them have to be, like, reluctant allies. You know, you think you're still somewhat of a like a rogue Imperial presence there on the planet that they'll have to fight against to to take it back. Um, I don't know. I think there's a lot of stuff that we could see.
4: I I think we were going to get, and right. I just have a feeling that Rangers of the Republic was supposed to be our introduction or introduction to what's really going on with the Republic. And I, I have a high suspicion that Moff Gideon being transferred to the Republic and he was going to play a big part in that. I don't have anything to back it up, but the way the stories look like they're going, that would make the most sense. Because, like you say, Chaco, he's a character I love, and I I don't think we're done with him. The way it was worded, in with what he what what the the armor asked in Book of Boba Fett, what what they had done with him, and she's like, "We'll see." When they were talking about justice, so I I think we're going to see him again. Yeah.
0: Hopefully, hopefully, Bo Katan has him. I mean, and didn't kill him. I feel like she would kill him. Hopefully, she doesn't have him. <laughs>
4: I'm, I'm, ve- I was very surprised to see Din with a dark saber without seeing the issues with Bo resolved first in the Same. book of Boba Fett. Same. Very, very surprised. So, I, I, I really want to know what happened on that ship, like after the credit rolled, because it's Jeez. gotta be, it's gotta be spicy. It's got to be so oh awkward.
1: <laughs> Kara and Fennec are like the only ones who don't know what's happening. So they're kind of just standing there like, you know what's going on? No clue. And there's like all these Mandalorians fighting over this ancient laser sword.
0: <laughs> yeah. And <laughs> Luke shows up, and they're like, do you know who that guy is? Nah, I don't know. Just, just roll with it. It's cool. It's cool.
2: Kara's like, oh, oh, I know him. I saw him one time on the on uh, t- ten to four, or whatever. <laughs> it's like, I, I know what's going on with this guy. I don't know why he's here or where he picked up a lightsaber, but I recognize those boots at least. Can't
0: forget them.
3: <laughs> Chanel, Chanel boots.
0: Chanel uh, boots. Uh, so, yeah, so, um, I mean, you, oh, let's let's go around and. See if you guys have a piece of uh, a piece of Mandalorian lore um, that's obscure, just to boggle our brains. Um, does anyone have one already? Uh, I'm, I'm going to go to uh, the Mandalorian historian because I know you, you got to have something up your sleeve. Let's see,
4: off the top of my head, random Mandalorian fact would be. The earliest mention of the Fett clan name, surname, whatever you want to call it, was from the original Knights of the Old Republic game. From the armor on Dantooine outside of the Jedi Academy, you could buy his armor. And all it was said that was the most wanted man in the galaxy.
1: Cassis Fett, my
4: beloved.
0: Cassis Fett. Yep. Uh, Awesome. I I love it. So something in a similar vein, uh, if you when you play Swotor, you find the skull of candorous Old <laughs> Ordo. Ah. It's an it's an item in the game, and you're like, who did this? <laughs> Why?
3: Monster.
0: <laughs> and the skull has like a like a a hole in the skull, like he was shot in the head. It's it's They're- really weird.
4: Don't, don't get me talking about Candras because I did a deep dive the other day, and if you start comparing Mandalore the Preserver to Din, you get some really interesting connections. So, mm-hmm. right, We'll be looking forward to that series as it comes I out. I was about to
0: say,
2: come on. This sounds like a series. Pop it out. I'm oh, waiting for
4: uh, it. It. I, it was just a random video. I was just going through. I got the Knights of the Old Republic. Um, what are they called? Obiuses? where it's all the comics all in one big stack. It was about $90, but I had singles and graphic novels, but it's so nice to have it in one book. And I was just sitting there thinking, I was like, wait a second. You know who else didn't want to be the Mandalorian leader after the Mandalorians were destroyed? Candress Ordo. And I went down that rabbit hole for a video. The armor's both shiny too. (laughs) Awesome. Uh...
0: How, how about you, uh, Jast? Do you have anything?
1: I'm trying. I'm trying to remember. Like I got like all these like random facts. I'm just, I'm most obscure.
0: Um,
1: from canon or legends? both.
0: Either one, both, either. I know you got a bunch of these in your pocket. I know. But um, that's okay. We, we can come back if you like.
1: You got me. Um thinking about uh, Cassis Fett. Um, this is technically kind of lore, but I'll, I don't know. It's about his inspiration. Um, the speech that he gives on at Tarsus, right? Was actually based off of a real speech made by General Stephen W. Kearney during the Mexican-American War to the people of New Mexico. Like, the inspiration of that speech is from a real speech made by a real guy. <laughs> uh, In the Quota comics. That's cool. Kind
0: of lore, kind of not. <laughs> no, I, I love those types of connections. Uh, how about you, Chandler? Um, one of my favorite things, it's kind of Mandalorian-ish,
2: but um, how the Sith end up, the Sith Juggernaut specifically, end up with a bunch of Beskar. In um, Legends, they, uh, in, um, what's it, the Path of the Sith, I think it is, there's, um, you can find it in there, And the Sith Juggernaut class, one of their modes of armor, one of their ways of defense is, yeah, they've got... Beskar armor. And they don't explain at all. It says from a previous conflict. So at some point, the Sith and the Mandalorians went at it and just clearly the Sith at least took some down and managed to bring their armor back as trophies, melted it down, and turned it into armor for their juggernauts. So at some point, the Sith learned the secret methods to remold, remold Beskar and make it into their And honestly, that's terrifying. I can't imagine a a sith in full beskar charging straight at me that's especially yeah. as like a little public trooper just sitting there with your little blaster not only <laughs> do not hit him but now it won't matter even if you do hit him it's just glorious you know it's, it's what the Mandalorian did
0: it just reminds me of uh darth bane in in the when, when he had the orblisk armor and he's fighting the jedi and like he finally make it through his defenses and like hit him, and it does nothing. And then he just backhands the lightsaber, and they're like, "You can't do that! Like, that's not fair." Uh, yeah, that's that's awesome. Also, also, deploy the likes. Uh, yeah, anyone, you know, all the likes and things on the video always do help. So, um, if you're watching, please leave a like. We appreciate it. How about you, Shimmy?
3: I've already shared my, my exciting uh, possible connections with Momin. Um, I feel like my, my other other interesting Mandalorian-related stuff, if we're operating off of the assumption that Beskar is null, which is Legends, but not, not canon, um, the coffin that they stick Darth Maul in, or Maul, or just Maul, um, at the end of Season 7. I My personal headcanon, I suppose, is that that is from the Jedi Mandalorian Wars from the Old Republic. It was used to imprison Jedi. And I, I think it's Momentech, but I also think everything is Momentech because he's my favorite <laughs> Star Wars boogeyman, and I think he's always pulling all the strings. So that that's kind of really? my my favorite or my my fun tidbit
0: no i i like it wouldn't be it would make sense and he did not have a way out of there um i uh so for me i don't have any cool facts but one thing that i am curious about is so we know we know um we got to meet you know rook cast you know, from from clan cast. And it just makes me curious about Johto. Uh, are they making Johto, like, could he appear and actually be legit? Um, could they have, I don't know, I still, part of me still hopes that we're going to see Jodo cast running around in a copy of, of Boba's armor. And, uh... And we get a little bit of a twin engine of this destruction action going on because I just love that comic. It just makes me very, very happy. But awesome! No, I, I appreciate everyone coming and giving me this, you know, this context and this uh, this little dive here on Mandalorians. Um, curious, are any of you guys coming to Star Wars Celebration? I can't. No. Nope. Can no. I'd love to.
3: I do know a bunch of people who will be there, though. Uh, people to watch out for, obviously, our man <laughs> here. Um, I know Ruthless Knight Sister is gonna be there. I'm pretty sure City Hick is gonna be there. All super cool people. Um, Dented Helmet. Um, let's see who else. Uh, I haven't Red seen Demperus. Dented Helmet in
0: a minute. I yeah, I'm pretty sure Dented
3: though. is going or attempting to go to celebration. So. That's awesome. Keep an eye out for the cool folks.
0: Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, to, to kind of wrap it up, the, I'll have us um, we'll go around and I'll have everyone share um, you know, once again, let us know where we can find you and your awesome content. Uh, and in addition to that, what are you excited about that's coming up in in Star Wars? What's uh, what's the next thing that really you're really waiting on more information? of or um that you know you've just been praying about these days i will start with uh i'll start with jess
1: um what i'm praying for i want another mention of the new mandalorians like i want to know if there's anything left of them and their ideology and their way of life because they just fell off the face of the planet with the end of the clone wars and i'm like this entire faction can't just disappear. Like, what, what about Kalevala? Like, please. <laughs> <laughs> I, I need to know.
0: <laughs> I love it. And then uh, and once again, where can we find you and your content?
1: Um, My username is manda.lore.en on TikTok. Uh, that's pretty much the only place I'm really active. Um, I try to post at least once a day, though I'm not very consistent with that lately. Um, that's just I feel about
0: like it. it. <laughs> awesome. And, uh, how about you, Trayma?
2: Um, I'm honestly probably most excited for Mandalorian season three. I really, really want to hear more about, obviously, Maul-hatted armor's past. Cause you know, she's got the Maul hat from somewhere. No one else wears Maul horns like that. So I really want to know more about her, her past, and of course, Kenobi. I mean, I'm named Baldiwan Kenobi for a reason. I, I I need more, and I think that there's going to be a lot of trauma. And I am a sucker for some good trauma, like I, him thinking back to, obviously, Anakin, Satine, what could have been. I'm just, I'm waiting for the tears, and I'm already preparing them, and I'm ready. But that's that's probably what I'm most excited for coming up. And you can find me on TikTok, and if you feel feel free to message me on Instagram as well. Both Baldiwan Kenobi. Yeah, and it's been a great thanks for having me, Dr. Choco. It's always a blast.
0: Yeah, thank you so much for coming out. And I've I've always, you know, love your your content and uh your appreciation for like getting down to the bottom of the actual lore, you know? Um uh but yeah, how about uh how about you, Shimmy?
3: Um, I am super, super excited for Konobi as well. I love Ewan McGregor. I think he's going to do a fantastic job. I'm waiting to hear more about Bad Batch season two. Uh, I know it's been pushed off and I want to know what happens mostly with Omega because she's a fantastic character and who knows, maybe she'll tie into some of the new stuff. I'm also looking forward to the Ahsoka series, live action Thrawn, live action Ezra, Let's go. Let's do it. Because Rebels is wildly underappreciated for how much it brought into the lore. Um, so those are the things that I'm really looking forward to. If you want to see more of my stuff, I guess. Um, I am shimmywookie. Shimmywookie. <laughs> um, pretty much everywhere. I'm on Instagram and TikTok and Twitter and Twitch. And I stream. Uh, I try to stream four nights a week. I'm hoping to get the uh, LEGO Skywalker Saga and get started on that because it looks amazing. I was watching City Hicks stream it last night, and it is absolutely gorgeous.
0: Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Uh, Oh, I also need to know, do we have any members of Crimson Dawn in the Mandalorian factions? So if if you read Crimson Reign, you see that Crimson Dawn has infiltrated pretty much every... Everywhere, every organization they are in the Empire, I, I need I need to have some Mandalorian faction somewhere where they start flipping, you know, their little Crimson Dawn uh, gang signs, um, because uh, like people and I think that the Mandalorians have the most reason to be part of it, because when Crimson Dawn gets kind of retooled. It's because they realize that the Sith are the biggest threat in the galaxy, and their whole goal is we're going to take down the Sith. That's Crimson Dawn's thing. And who better to do that than people that worked directly with Maul or had that experience? Because I assume he was not the best manager. Um, there was probably HR issues, and I'm
4: I'm just saying. <coughs> um, <laughs> but how about you, PJ? Um. I just want more content. I think this year's great. I think we got a bunch of a bunch of great TV shows coming out. I'm looking forward to Kenobi, the Ahsoka series. I wanna see how that connects into the new overarching story they're doing with all the TV shows that take place in the time period. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to that, but man, a movie. I, I want a movie bad, like where we're the community, Everyone went through a rough patch. I think we're in a better place. I think we're back to being where Star Wars should be. And I think to take it to the next level, it's time to start dropping movies to fill in some of these gaps when we don't have a TV show to watch. I mean, I'm greedy, but I want us to be where Marvel is. And one thing, Mar- Marvel complains about not getting a trailer for a series within a couple months. And for a while there, we didn't know what was coming. So I just want more, man. That, that, that's all yeah star wars
0: has been dropping the trailer like a month before <laughs> and like all right go and you're like oh i wasn't prepared uh yeah yeah and we do need to get back into the movie theater i fully agree well awesome yeah thank you guys once again thank you so much for for coming out and uh, being part of this i will welcome each and every one of you guys back on for another topic you know if there's things you guys do want to talk about let me know so i know what episodes to bring people in on but um yeah once again thank you thank everyone in the chat um i have uh nathan wardrip who's getting hyped for andor which i can't wait to find out more things from the um viewpoint of a former separatist i think that's uh super cool we've got element seven in the, in the chat um escape reality films saint pat uh luke uh from pot of One's podcast um did i already grab bruce great storm anyways we have an awesome group of people here thank you guys so much for for hanging out with us um we appreciate it and may the force be with you